slashers, victims, and the final girl. Welcome to today's episode of Cinephile Saturdays. Today we're going to be talking about one of the greatest slashers to ever exist, the hockey mask killer himself, Jason Voorhees. Alright, so today we're going to be talking about, uh, since there's 12 goddamn movies in this entire franchise, we're not going to take a minute and a half to talk about everyone. That's not possible for Steve. Um, so we're going to talk about my three favorite and two least favorite ones. And uh, an hour after the episode, I swear to God it's going to happen this time because I'm going to schedule the post. Don't you worry. I will be posting the uh, top 12 list that has uh, my ratings and what order I like them in uh, for your viewing pleasure. So uh, today is going to be a different kind of episode. Uh, we're pre-recording now, so this isn't live. Um, I'll try to be there to talk to you guys in the comments because I love interacting with everybody. You guys are the best. Thanks for watching and listening audio episodes. Check them out. So, um, we're also going to be showing there's nothing up there now, probably, but there will be a box with some fun. Jason kills up here. We're going to be talking about my top 12 Jason kills from my, well, from, Four out of the five we're going to be talking about because uh, I don't care about the last one. Yeah, it's surprising that my second least favorite Jason film has some of my favorite kills, but we'll get into that. So anyways, um, yeah, Steve's going a little different today. So to start things off, we're going to be talking about um, Friday the 13th, part five, a new beginning from 1985. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, that was, uh, we had Corey Feldman in that and playing Jason Voorhees was Tom Morga. Um, I've met Tom Morga with my wife at the, uh, horror convention. We used to go annually for our, uh, wedding anniversary until it got canceled after his 15th year because they didn't like the way the convention world was going. I don't blame them, but, um, He's a great guy. He's actually played um, Michael Myers as well. He's been in a lot of Star Trek stuff. He's been doing uh, cameos in Star Trek as different uh, characters. I think he said since like the original show or might have been Enterprise. I forget exactly. It's been like four years since I met him, so... Give me a break. The memory ain't what it used to be. But anyway, so this one picks up following um, part four um, with Tommy Jarvis as the main character. Um, they were supposed to have Corey Feldman come back to play Tommy Jarvis in this one and reprise his role from uh, number four. But um, he was already signed on and filming the Goonies at the time. So he ended up just having a, a limited cameo in the role. And they ended up having um, a much older guy play an adult uh, Tommy Jarvis that had been, you know, institutionalized and he was going to some kind of halfway house for uh, crazy people. Um, now the, 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 the fun thing about this one, was that uh, sorry my notes are back there here they're everywhere so I apologize but anyway so the fun thing about this one is that 
while Jason Voorhees is the killer in it, technically, it's not actually Jason Voorhees. It ends up being uh, the character uh, Roy Burns, who's the killer, who um, when his son Shelly, that nobody knew about in the film, was killed, um, he ends up taking on Jason to bring revenge against uh, the halfway house and the crazy people who the town really doesn't want them there to begin with. Um, so there's always people causing problems. There's this real like backwater white trash inbred lady and her hick son that come around and talk shit and like, oh, if I see you kids on my property, I'll shoot their ass. And she's just the most like five foot tall, angry little bitch. I hate that lady. I love when her and her son get killed by Jason later in the movie. But, um, so do to do get to my list. So a couple of my favorite kills from this, um, movie in particular, uh, which do make it up on there. Uh, one of them isn't even, a, um, a Jason kill, uh, this character, Vic, um, who's kind of like a greaser punk type of guy for the time, you know, slick back hair, cut off shirt sleeves. Always got a fucking cigarette behind his ear. That type John Travolta kind. Um, so he ends up hacking up, um, Oh, why did I write him down? Uh, but so he ends up hacking up, uh, this kid, uh, Shelly in the movie, uh, who's just, nope, nope, Shelly's in number three. Sorry. Sorry. I was looking at the wrong damn notes for a second. <laughs> I was wondering why nothing was sounding right to me in my head. <laughs> so, um, yeah, when his son, uh, Joey, when his son Joey is killed, not Shelly, Shelly is in part three. Um, oh man, did I put... Oh, yeah, see, I, that's why. I wrote the damn thing under my notes wrong. Jesus, what am I doing to myself? So, um, anyway, so when Vic hacks up Joey with an axe, simply because Vic was just, you know, he's crazy. He was kind of pissed off at the time because the cops just picked him up and brought him back. So he's chopping wood as his chore, and... Um, Joey comes over and she's like, hey, man, you want some of my candy bar? I'm sorry. Let's be friends because Joey's just kind of an annoying little dude. Um, and so uh, Vic tells him, you know, basically fuck off. And so Joey's like, all right, fine. Never mind. You know, you know what? You, you, you don't you don't deserve nothing, nothing for you. And uh, as soon as he turns around, Vic just hacks him to pieces. So um, that's when, you know, one of the EMTs that shows up in the movie is uh Roy Burns, who's Joey's father, nobody knew this because they all assumed he was probably embarrassed about his, you know, crazy son. Um, so he decides to, you know, pretend to be Jason and kill up all the kids and everything. Now, um, let's see. Um, later on, one of the early kills in it is uh, this character, Jake. He's this greaser guy. Him and his buddy's car breakdown um around the uh the halfway house property and uh so one of them goes off to take a leak jake and the other one's trying to fix the car jason comes up jason comes up and kills that one and uh you know he just leaves him laying down on the engine so it looks like he's you know doing stuff 
And then uh, when Jake comes back, Jason ends up taking a road flare and shoving it right in his mouth down his throat. And that's an awesome kill right there. But the one that really gets me in this one, which we're going to pop a clip up here for, is the character Eddie. When he's in the woods, he ends up getting uh, pushed up against a tree. And uh, Jason takes this like leather strap, almost like a belt, right? Um, with two metal rings on it and he wraps it around the tree around the kid's head right across his eyes puts a stick through it and just starts twisting it so it just gets taut as hell and you're about to see oh god it's just mm, mm, that's a good kill right there love that one <laughs> love that one um, what we have for uh, time Nick I just like to keep track so I don't ramble on about a movie too long Okay. Oh, I got 11 minutes in? Yeah, you're 11 minutes in. Okay, cool. All right. Well, then that seems like a good time to hop over to my next one. Um, so we are going to shoot down to the... Um, uh, well, you know what? No, I kind of left out some, some facts there. So real quick, you know, this was a big one here um, for part five. It's the first film in the series that actually uses Jason's full name. Up until then, he's just referred to as Jason, but this is the first movie where they actually refer to him as Jason Voorhees, and people are like, oh, Jason Voorhees, Jason Voorhees. Um, and a little sad thing about it, Ted White, who played him in part four, um, was uh, he was a pretty good Jason, part four in the final chapter, but he ended up turning down this role, which he almost instantly regretted because part five was a pretty popular one. At least I feel. But, um, okay, so now we're going to be moving on to, God, part 12, Friday the 13th Final Cut, which is the reboot that could technically just be another sequel, considering they have references from other stuff in the movie, in the earlier movies. Um, you see Mark's wheelchair in there at one point. I believe uh, they show the, uh, the yellow punch buggy from part three in there. And, uh, I mean, even the guy that created Friday the 13th that, you know, wrote um, the original and everything, uh, the original couple, I think, um, why is his name escaping me right now? I've talked about it, though, in my reboots and remakes that he, after reading the script, thought that it was odd that they were um, billing it as a reboot because it the script was written basically like a sequel. Um, I can see kind of... Um, a slight argument for both. I mean, definitely in the beginning during the, uh, during the 25 minute prologue, which is, I believe one of the longest in horror before the title card comes up. It definitely does feel, um, kind of like a reboot there. Cause they have baghead Jason, bunch of dumb kids in the woods trying to find this field of weed. And Jason just goes to town on them. Um, but after that, in the rest of the movie, um, it definitely does feel like more of a sequel um, than anything. I don't know if that I don't know what their plan was with it. I mean, I liked it. They did a good job. Um, there was actually a follow up that was set to release on um, October 13th, 2017. But in February that year, um all plans for it uh, got the plug pulled on them by Paramount, and they ended up going through with uh, Aronofsky's um, 
Uh, mother. I believe, yeah, yeah, they ended up going with Mother. Um, this was actually the first time that Paramount Pictures had been involved since 1989. Um, and I think they did a really good job with it. I'm a big fan of Derek Mears. Um, he's a good actor. He's an amazing creature actor. He did Swamp Thing most recently. Um, he's been in Men in Black, Wild Wild West, uh, Sons of Anarchy. So many things to list. It's it's almost endless. Um, he was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, he played a Cree on that, did a great job. He was a real dick. I loved it. Probably the nicest celebrity I've ever met. Um, I've probably talked about this on the last one, but um, the year that I proposed to my wife at our um, uh, horror convention in October, uh, Rock and Shock, um, back in 2015, I did it in front of his booth. Uh, not for any in particular reason. It's just like I did it right when the convention first opened up because I had a photographer planned and all this, blah, blah, blah. I'm real classy and everything. It was great. Um, but he's remembered us since then. Um, he meets, you know, thousands of people a year and he doesn't always remember our names, which I'm not offended by because he meets so many people and has to sign so many damn names. Um, so it's whatever, but every time he sees us, he's real, you know, nice guy remembers us instantly. Um, always a pleasure to see him, but, uh, <clears throat> so, uh, Jared Palladaki's in this one. Uh, he plays the main hero who's trying to find his sister who kind of got like abducted by Jason Voorhees. Um, because I think that Jason like thinks that it's like his mom. Cause you know, that whole thing there kill for mother. But, um, in this one, Jason's way more territorial. Um, instead of just going out and killing random people, it's, uh, mostly just people that come near, the camp because that's his area, which um, to me seems to make a lot more sense because everybody that was responsible for his drowning was killed by his mother. So it just kind of seemed weird to have him just kind of like a hatchet face style berserker, just living through that and killing everyone for no reason. I like the more territorial aspect that like camp crystal lake is his and no one's welcome there. Um, so, uh, I'm sorry, guys, lost my train of thought. Bam, already back. Okay, so uh, Willa Ford, who was doing the wakeboard scene in the movie um, before she was uh, killed, um, was uh, only given 10 days to learn how to do that before she actually had to film her scene. And she was doing some pretty cool stuff. I got to give her props that uh, you can fly around topless on a wakeboard that classy after only 10 days of learning how to do it and now in retrospect it must have hurt when she wiped out and hit that water not having a top on that poor woman's boobs but um all right we're gonna take a quick break um to hear from our sponsor and uh when we get back we're going to talk about my favorite kills from friday the 13th final cut and see a quick clip of one be right back guys Okay, guys, we are back from our commercial break, and uh, we are going to rabble on down through uh, my favorite kills from uh, Friday the 13th Final Cut. So um, the one we're going to be uh, popping up here in the corner in just a second is the sleeping bag scene with Amanda. So um, her boyfriend goes off uh, to take a leak or to try to find... 
uh, their friend that went off to find the weed field or something. I forget exactly because uh, prologues aren't that important sometimes. Um, well, it just doesn't matter why he wanders off. But anyway, so he goes off and he starts noticing. Uh, oh, yeah, I remember. He's all like, oh, I bet that perv, uh, our friend is watching us in the woods, try to get all busy. So I'm going to go like smack him around and stuff. So he goes off to find him, finds that guy dead, hacked up. And then uh, starts running back when he hears Amanda screaming. Amanda um, was, uh, you know, well, you can see. But she was hung above the campfire in her sleeping bag getting cooked alive. As her boyfriend comes running back up, he gets his legs snared in a bear trap and just has to watch her get cooked in a sleeping bag. That's that's just great. That's just some typical Jason stuff right there. And I feel like a real good reference to the older ones when he uh, put a girl in a sleeping bag and bashes her into the tree, um, which they reference that one again in uh, Jason X. Um, so um, another one is when the main douchebag character, Trent, gets uh, stabbed onto. Uh, well, first he gets stabbed with Jason's machete as uh, he's trying to get picked up, like, hitchhiking. Like, as he's running through the woods, he almost gets hit by this tow truck. The tow truck stops and waves him up, and he's all weary because he's like, oh, man, is this the guy that was killing me or trying to kill me and killing all my friends? Um, so as he walks up, you know, you can see the guy, like, in the, the truck, the old guy he gets his expression on his face in the rear view, and you just see Jason behind Trent stabs him through with the machete. And as the old guy starts driving off, he picks him up and slams him on the back of the tow truck onto one of the spikes, and just that's a good kill right there. I mean, you can't go wrong. Um, so, uh, another one, um, uh, my third favorite from this movie, um, is when the uh, Dirty little farm worker Donnie is uh, looking at porn and then he hears some weird noises. So he goes and walks off, uh, you know, and he's been smoking some weed because he found the field and he's been trying to sell it to random people passing by or just smoking it himself because it's a big old free weed, free field of weed. That's a bunch of annoying words to say because I am a mush mouth. Um, <clears throat> so as he's walking through this barn and everything, he uh, comes across a. Uh, this mannequin. Um, and I'm going to talk about the deleted scene part from it. Cause the kills a lot better there. So, um, damn, it's windy outside. <laughs> so he comes across this mannequin that he lost his virginity to. Cause I mean, you know, go watch the movie and look at this guy. You ain't going to have sex with him. Um, so then he finds the, the hockey mask and he puts it on. He's all like, da, 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 da. And then um, uh, when he turns around, you know, there's Jason there and they interact for a second. They just machete chops off his his face and then pulls the bag off. Or no, Donnie pulls the bag off. He's like, oh, you're one ugly fuck. And then gets his HUD chopped off. And then Jason's like, oh, well, my bag's all torn up and ripped. So let me take this hockey mask and go run off. You would be amazed that I just watched this yesterday and I completely space out on the order of some of these scenes. That just shows you how dumb Steve is sometimes. So, you know, that's okay. So anyways, uh, we're going to be moving on and creeping on down to Friday the 13th Part 3. Uh, which is definitely not one of my more favorite ones. It's pretty low on my list. It's actually my second to least favorite movie. 
Um, but they, it, it's important nonetheless. Um, in the series, it's the first film to actually show Jason wearing the hockey mask because, you know, as we know in part two, he just had the bag head on. Um, so now here's where my, my mix up was, right? So Larry Zerner, who played Shelly in this movie, um, who was kind of like the, uh, he was like the chubby weirdo that tried too hard to be funny and do pranks to get everybody to like him because he looked like a duck. Um, but uh, he was cast in the movie when producers were out walking around Hollywood and they saw him handing out flyers to um, an upcoming horror movie premiere. And they were like, hey, want to be in a horror movie? And um, yeah, you can definitely tell by his acting that this was just some kid that they picked up off the side of the road. Like he's terrible. I'm, I'm not sad when he dies. He doesn't have a cool death scene. He just um, he's so annoying. Like, I don't know how he honestly thinks that this girl that he got set up on a blind date with at this like little cabin weekend getaway with him and some of his other friends. Like there was, there's, there's no way like that this, this, he's not going to get any poon. It's not happening. He tries real hard. He even like gets pissed off at her and calls her a bitch at one point when she's like, Hey man, we're not doing it. And it's just like fucking incel shit, man. <laughs> Them's the eighties though. Them's the eighties, right? You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, freaking 82. So, you know, real classy all around. Right guys. Um, so Richard Brooker is the one that played, um, uh, Jason in this one, uh, rest in peace to him. Um, fun fact about Richard Brooker that has absolutely nothing to really do with this, but he was a former trapeze artist, which I think is cool because, um, so I got pen on myself. <laughs> Give me a second. Uh, so for this movie, they, they wanted somebody bigger for Jason. So they, uh, went with Richard Brooker who was six, three, but he wasn't particularly like really big and like built or anything. Cause you know, trapeze. So, you know, tall, probably got a good center of gravity, uh, balance and all that. But, um, yeah, so they ended up, you know, putting, you know, some padding underneath him, but I guess they, 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 I mean, I wouldn't, I, I was honestly, I've never met Richard Brooker cause, uh, you know, he passed away, but, um, looking at the movie, I wouldn't really be able to tell he was six, three. I don't know if the other guys they cast were just taller, if they just shot it bad, but this acting is just filled or this movie is just filled with terrible acting in this one. Um, I don't know what the hell they were thinking, but, um, yeah. So basically, uh, this girl, uh, Chrissy, Christy, I honestly sometimes in these movies don't really pay attention or care to learn the characters' names because they're just going to get hacked to bits like 10 minutes after. So what's the point? You know what I mean? So, you know, I, you know, she reveals that she was like attacked by Jason at one point when she was a girl and, you know, her, uh, her parents found her and saved her. And then when she woke up the next day, they just kind of acted like nothing happened. So she came back to the, the lake to try to, uh, you know, break her fear and everything and bring her friends along. And this guy that she used to see just spends the whole time whining about how he wants to fuck. And she's like, nah, man, it's been a while. Let's just hang out. He's just a douche. And I'm not sad when he gets thrown through a window as a dead body later on. Cause he's a jackass. Um, but, uh, 
Yeah, I digress on that. Um, it's still got uh, some good kills in it, so you know that's that's what matters. So, um, let's see. Okay, so um, they 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 end up running into these bikers at one point, and uh, one of them, the 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 female biker's name is Fox. Um, after their whole interaction, when she acts like a complete asshole to these two kids, uh, Shelly and the girl that he's with, um, Shelly gets in the little yellow punch buggy that uh, douchebag guy let him borrow to go into town with her. And uh, this is after Shelly did some dumb prank where he pretended to be like, you know, stabbed through the throat with a fake knife and fake blood. Because, oh, God, he's such a jackass. <laughs> But anyway, so um, the bikers uh, get their bikes run over by Shelly and uh, they end up finding the kids, three of them, at the farmhouse and uh, they plan to burn down the barn. So uh, one of them goes in, well, Fox goes in and uh, she finds the um, the pulley that you bring the hay bales up with and she's swinging around on it, having fun and stuff and uh one of the other bikers comes in to, to get her and she, you know, he's like, Oh yeah, man, everybody's going to flip out if he sees you playing around. And she's just like screaming and hooting and hollering. I don't know how these kids don't realize they're there. Cause she's loud as shit. But, um, uh, her, one of her biker buddies that goes in gets killed by Jason. But, um, uh, the cool thing about, uh, Fox's death, um, when she gets killed by Jason, he stabs her with a pitchfork and stabs her up into a rafter. So she's just hanging there with a pitchfork through her throat. Um, now, here is my favorite one from it that we're going to pop a little clip up here for you so you guys can enjoy with me. Um, so the character Vera. Um, oh, yeah, that's the one that was uh, hanging out with Shelly. So at one point he tricks her. um She's down on the dock and he put on a little uh, scuba outfit and um, when she's uh, dips her toes in the water, he like comes up and grabs it and then pops out with a um, harpoon gun to try to scare her and she goes off on him and he like, you know, runs off all butthurt because he's a stupid asshole and I just don't get that like, hey, let me do this real douchebag thing to try to scare this chick. Ha <laughs> ha, why won't you sleep with me? I love the 80s, man. <laughs> fucking train wreck um that's the 80s were a train wreck the 90s were a lawless time um so uh you know Shelly runs off to pout where he gets killed we don't see it because he's not even worth showing that but um she uh ends up dropping his wallet in the lake accidentally so she's uh going to try to grab it and uh then she sees Jason walk down with the harpoon gun she thinks it's Shelly because he had on the the hockey mask that Jason's now wearing um, and she's like, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, I know I'm talking about it as you guys just watch it, but I don't care. It's fun for me to talk about. Deal with it. Um, so he shoots a harpoon and since this is part 3D, they were just finding any fucking reason. So the harpoon comes flying at her, shoots her through the eye and you like see it come at you. I've never actually tried to watch it in 3D because it's not exactly easy for us glasses wearers to do, but one day, one day I'll try. Um, it'll just be blurry 3D, I guess, because I'll watch without my glasses. Um, and now my last one through there, uh, the character Debbie. Um, she doesn't have a bed in her room with her boyfriend, just a hammock, apparently, because it was uh, 
the main female character's room when she was a kid and she liked to sleep in a hammock because apparently that's super comfortable to do all the time. But, uh, so at one point she ends up, you know, looking up and she sees her, uh, boyfriend, Andy, uh, basically like almost chopped in half, like stuffed up into the rafters after some blood dripped down on her. And as she's looking up, freaking about that, Jason takes a hunting knife and just right up through her heart. It's fucking cool. Um, they surprisingly did a pretty good job. It only looks sort of fake when it bursts through the, the, the fake part. But, um, yeah, it's a pretty good kill. Pretty good kill. All right. So we're going to move on to one that I feel people give a little too much grief to, which is part eight. Jason takes Manhattan. Now, right off the rip, it's not particularly too great a one. The script kind of does suck, but it's a cool concept. Uh, Jason ends up like, um, being on a houseboat, uh, which is, uh, one of my kills from it. So we will get to that, but, um, I don't know. We can talk about it anyway. So he's on a houseboat. There's this character, Jim. He's with his girlfriend. Um, you know, they're uh, having sex and Jason pops up because he, you know, climbed up on the boat and he's got a harpoon gun. And when they, uh, you know, the girl notices him and then the guy hops off her and they're like, Oh God, Oh God. And he shoots the harpoon gun at the girl misses, which is bullshit. He wouldn't miss. Um, and then she jumps out the window, uh, to the outer deck and, uh, Jason goes over to Jim and just stabs him through the stomach with the harpoon gun, which that's just fucking awesome right there. So, you know, the houseboat floats around and stuff. And then, uh, I think it caught on fire something honestly i can't lie i haven't watched part eight for a little bit so uh who cares about that at all right but um yeah there's too much stuff to watch if i watched everything i liked all the time never have any time to do anything so you know can't always be super fresh but um so that's a fun one so you know he ends up getting on this cruise ship for this like kids graduation party that are like rich uncle rented or some shit and uh you know he kills a bunch of the people on there and then the people that survive hop off they get on a um, life raft and you know row over to you know Manhattan and everything but you know Jason just walks his ass over underwater and you know one of the things that makes this one good is that Kane Hodder plays Jason Um, he's the only person that's actually played Jason in multiple movies he played uh, him in four different movies, um, part seven, part eight and, or no part six, seven, eight and six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Cause in Jason X, they wanted a bigger, Oh no, 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 no. Sorry. It was seven, eight, nine and 10 in Freddy vs. Jason. They wanted a bigger Jason. So they replaced him. Um, but yeah, he did play in Jason X, which uh, a lot of people don't like, but I think that it had a cool concept, uh, Jason in space, um, you know, the, the world's just deteriorated and a bunch of people in the future on a spaceship find him frozen in like this cryo chamber thing. And he ends up accidentally coming back to life and gets upgraded. It's, it's, it's cool. But so, um, um, in this one, you know, Jason's dead again. Oh yeah. He gets resurrected by some power lines that the boat like anchor knocks into. So then he climbs up on the, the houseboat and, 
then we go from there. So, um, a fun part in the movie that I really like, and um, it uh, definitely goes into uh, a fun fact from this. So, um, the scenes in Times Square were were Kane Hodder's favorite time as Jason in his tenure, and one of them I could definitely see. There are a bunch of, like, uh, punk rocker, metalhead kids uh, sitting there listening to some music, and as Jason's walking by, he just field goal punts the boombox they're listening to and uh come on that's just that's just great right there that's just fun um so uh moving on to uh blah 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 so uh moving on uh to my next kill we're gonna get a clip up there from it real quick so let me talk about it so on the cruise ship in the sauna room um character doesn't matter just one of the crew guys that was just having a boxing match with uh, another guy he got beat and he's laying there on the sauna he has his face covering he thinks that uh the guy that he was having the boxing match walks in it's jason Voorhees, and the guy's talking oh man you really went rough on me you know i'll get you next time jason just grabs one of the sauna coals which is like 2000 degrees probably and just shoves it into this guy's uh mid torso and just pushes it right down and it is such a cool kill they show his stomach all glowing and smoking and the guy's freaking out and shit and you know obviously it's not going to do anything to jason and kane hodder i feel just had the perfect build for jason you know he wasn't super tall he was only i think he's only like six two but um He's just got the proper build. He just looked good as Jason. It, it worked. Um, another favorite kill from this was when they were on the cruise ship. Uh, Jason uh, smashes JJ's head in with her brand new guitar she just got. They don't really show it, but I just think that that's a fun kill right there. Um, so we're going to take a break real quick and have a word from our sponsor. And when I get back, we are going to talk about a little more Jason. See you in a minute, guys. Hey guys, we're back from our commercial sponsor break. Um, so we're just going to talk about uh, some more Friday the 13th because that's what we've been rambling about since uh, it is horror month here at Cinephile Saturdays. So um little fun thing about this, right? So at um, one hour and 28 minutes around there um, at the diner, there's this guy that gets thrown through the window. The guy that... Uh, Kane Hodder as Jason throws through the window is Ken Kurzinger, um, who is the actor that ends up replacing Kane Hodder as Jason in the next movie. Uh, well, no, not no, sorry, not the next movie in Freddy vs. Jason. We're on part eight. Um, so uh, in a couple movies, but uh, yeah, I just uh, I always like when actors like that work together, like in uh, the Hatchet series in part three. Derek Mears and Kane Hodder are both in it. They both played uh, Jason Voorhees. That's always a fun one. Now, um, later on in the movie, right, um, you know, Jason's, like, vomiting up in the in the final scene and everything. Um, Kane Hodder actually vomited on cue for that scene. They didn't use any special effects. He just chugged a shitload of water, and when they needed him to, he just puked up, which I thought was really cool. That was a fun fact to figure out because I figured that was just some crazy special effect but that's just dedication to your job right there so um okay we have reached the epitome 
we have reached the worst Jason Voorhees movie, the bottom barrel of the Friday the 13th franchise. There's no way you can tell me otherwise. This is crap. Jason goes to hell the final Friday. They had to name it that because at the time they did not own the rights to the name Friday the 13th, which is why it's not called Friday the 13th, the final Friday. It's Jason goes to hell. Now, there is allegedly a comic book that uh, is supposed to exist that I don't know. I don't think they ever put into production or if it was just, uh, you know, um, low quality. Who the hell knows? Wasn't distributed or something, but um, that bridges part eight and part nine, the in between of the movies. So like, you know, after he uh, goes into the, he goes into like a vat of toxic chemicals and they show him like walking back through the ocean and killing people along the way and stuff, trying to get back to camp crystal Lake. Um, so I don't know. I have the Jason goes to hell comic book, uh, the three parter that's got, um, uh, the glow in the dark covers and shit with the, the, the cards and everything. But, uh, one of them, two of them were still sealed in the original packaging. And one of them I took out of the slip case to have signed by Kane Hodder, which I then put it into a picture frame. So I've never actually read them and I'm definitely not opening the two sealed ones. So I'm going to have to see if maybe it's literally just a Jason goes to hell comic book, or if this is the one that they're talking about, but I feel like me looking up the allegedly there's a comic book, uh, tends to lead that it never got made or anything, but who the hell knows? So at this point, like they have just gone so far from the Friday the 13th lore that I don't even know what the fuck to do about this movie. Uh, Jason Voorhees has become this like evil monster that the government was tracking down to kill. And they set up this huge elaborate thing to like blow him apart. And he ends up like taking over people's bodies to try to get like a new body or some horse shit. And there's like this bounty hunter guy trying to track him down to kill him. And like a weird mythical dagger that you need to stab him with. And it's just, I know they've done some ridiculous things to bring Jason Voorhees back and to continue it. But like, I don't know how the fuck, like even, even, even the guy that wrote it, like thinks it's crap and regrets it. Basically. Like there's nothing redeemable about this. Like even the kills are kind of crap in it. Like after they blow them up and stuff, there's like this one diner that, um, towards the end, they're selling like burgers that have little holes poked in them to look like Jason masks and stuff. And it's just, it's ridiculous. Um, I, I've heard that the, uh, the, the director confirm and say that, uh, the, the whole thing with Jason in the movie is explained by he's a deadite from evil dead. So apparently there's just, I just think he pulled that one out of his ass. It just, I can kind of see, but at the same time, it's just, stupid like I don't know the whole thing like him jumping back and forth in between bodies and then eventually uh growing back to his normal body with the the that's just uh, I don't know there there's there's a lot I just can't do with this movie it's just the, the like there's listen to me talk about the plot if you've never seen it like it just sounds ridiculous right like the, the, the peoples he possessed like they just like walk around like weird zombies like him and you know 
they kill a couple people, but when they transfer, he just like spews like black ooze out of the mouth and he's transferred to another person. It's, it's, it's like evil dead, some terrible Stephen King book that no one wanted to read that he never actually released and Jason all thrown into one. And it makes no fucking sense. But the cool thing was, this is where they opened up the door for Freddy vs. Jason. Now, part nine came out in 1993 and Freddy vs. Jason didn't come out till 10 years later in uh, 2003. I'm not a hundred percent sure why the holdup, I'm sure it was legal shit and blah, 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 blah. But you know, at the end when Jason dies, they just like zoom in on his mask laying there in the dirt. And then, um, a Freddy glove pops up with the claw and you can see the sweater and they grabs the mask and pulls it down, which that was actually Kane Hodder's hand doing that. So he likes to say that he played Freddy and Jason. <laughs> I mean, technically, but, um, so I am happy for that while Freddy versus Jason, it was cool to be able to see like the Freddy kills a little more elaborate with like special effects added in and like the other stuff. Um, the concept of the movie wasn't terrible. And, uh, I do have to say the acting though, in it was like atrocious. They had that one chick from TLC in there who couldn't act worth a damn. And everybody else was pretty fucking bad. The only people that really saved that were Ken Kersinger who played Jason and Robert England who played Freddy. Other than that, like, I'm going to say like 95% of the cast was just God awful. There was a couple other people that weren't bad, but generally it, it was sort of a poor script, but I was just happy because once I saw um, Jason goes to hell as a kid, you know, which I thought was great. Oh, there go all my notes. That's okay. I only have one fact left. See, I'm going to drop all of them. Huh? Chaos today on Cinephile Saturdays. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was great as a kid because I didn't know any better. And when you're a kid, you kind of just like everything mostly because um, your taste is shit generally. But, um, you know, I and I found this uh, later on in school. I found this uh, upcominghorrormovies.net website while I was trying to, like, look up stuff for Freddy vs. Jason in Computer Lab in, like, the 10 minutes we have free time to go on the early days of the Internet. And, you know, that was one of them. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're actually going to make it. And it just took fucking forever. And when it came out, it was it was pretty cool. It had an amazing soundtrack. And. Uh, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I was happy to see Robert England play Freddy again, if anything, like that was totally worth it. Um, but, you know, you heard me talk about the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot already a few episodes ago, so. If you want to see how that one is in my feelings, go check back on there. www.nerdcon.1. Check all our episodes. Um, so um, real quick before I get back into uh, some of the Friday the 13th stuff. Um, tomorrow at 2 o'clock, I want you guys to come back here and watch for the Disney update. 2 o'clock tomorrow. Be there or you're wasting your time because... You need that information. <laughs> I love you fans. Um, so what do we got left, Nick, on time? What am I looking at? All right. So in the last few minutes, we're going to, you know, start wrapping it up. We got to see a few of my favorite kills, talk about some of my favorite kills, hear about this and that. Um, next week on Cinephile Saturdays, we will be continuing um, our horror month. So get excited for that. Um, I will be posting a hint at what it is 
um, an hour after the episode uh, today premieres when I post the list for um, my top ranked Friday the 13th movies. I'll have the whole list of 12 with my ratings. Um, so, you know, if you've never really seen them before, I hope it's a good recommendation for you. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess that's pretty much going to be it for Cinephile Saturdays, guys. So I'm going to sneak around here to grab my other notes because I'm a dummy. So, uh, thanks for checking in. Uh, special thanks to hashtag Razor Streamer for sponsoring this episode. For more from Cinephile Saturdays and NerdCon 1 in general, go to www.nerdcon1.com. And uh, also listen to our audio-only episodes, which you can find on NerdCon. Uh, find NerdCon One on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, or anywhere where you listen to podcasts. Also, in a couple days, come check us out on the main uh, NerdCon podcast while we talk about the South Park pandemic special and other adult irreverent cartoons. I'll see you then, guys. Thanks for checking in.